This is Friday Night Strikes, where I'll talk to high school football officials around the USA about this avocation we all love. Let's kick it off. Hi everyone, Don Vandemark here, and today I have Jake Rosick from South Carolina on. Uh, how are you doing today, Jake? Great, Don. Thanks for having me. Oh, glad you could join. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Um, so Jake is the first person we've gotten to join us from outside the Florida area. So so really excited to have him on. Um, Jake, why don't you uh, give us a little background? How long have you been officiating and uh, and what sports do you do? I've been officiating since I was a sophomore in college. I started uh, refereeing intramural sports and, and did, I don't know, probably 12 or 14 intramural sports. But I came to my senses quickly and focused on basketball alone uh, during college and only after I left college did I start officiating football. So I've been officiating basketball uh, at the high school and college level since two, uh, maybe even 1999. And I started uh, football uh, at the high school level in 2007. So I'm in my 11th year of football officiating. Great. Great. Well, thank you. Um, so, so what, what do you do? Um, what, what do you do during the day? Well, we, we all have other things. Most of us have other things we do besides officiating. Um, so, so what, what would you do during your, uh, during your weekday? So I work at Coastal Carolina University, which is a uh, public liberal arts university in uh, Conway, South Carolina, which is, uh, you can gently call it a suburb of Myrtle Beach. Um, I've been here at Coastal. Uh, we are a member of the Sunbelt Conference um, and I've been here since 2004, and I work in the recreation department. So I'm the assistant director of university recreation, and I oversee of a few of our recreation facilities and some of our programs like intramural sports. And um, for those of you that know anything about intramural sports, uh, referees are required to officiate intramural sports. So officiating is kind of woven into the fabric of my life, uh, you know, from 8 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night, uh, many days. So uh, I've, sure. I've got a lot of officiating that happens throughout the course of my day. Well, very good. Very good. And uh, Coastal Carolina uh, NCAA baseball champions two, three years ago. That's right? right. 2016, I took my son out to Omaha and we got to see that. It was pretty, pretty awesome experience. Very nice. Very nice. Took uh, took out my Florida Gators in the process. So. That's right. That's right. That's okay. We got it. We got ours the next year. Um, yep. So, or a year after. I, I can't put them together, but um so yeah, so great. Um, so uh, ha has the season started up there in South Carolina? Have, did you have a game last week? It has. Uh, last week was week two. We have something called week zero here, which is uh, sure. it was the 17th of uh, August. Uh, so we started uh, mid-August, and uh, last Friday I had what I think is the craziest game I've ever had up to this point. Okay. At, at least what, what the, ended up happening. <laughs> the ending anyway was so the the home team is up twenty six twenty five with about three minutes left and they throw an interception. Uh, gives the visiting team an opportunity around the around their own twenty yard line. They march maybe twenty or thirty yards and they cough up the ball with about a minute and fifty left. So home team up one has the ball with a minute thirty seven and they kneel on the ball. Uh, the visiting team still has a timeout, so they, they call the timeout. Uh, the, the offense, the home team that's up one, tries to bleed it, and they take a delay game with two seconds left. So fourth down, I don't know, maybe 15 to go at the midfield line. Quarterback, after the delay, takes the snap and runs backwards about 20 yards. 
horn goes off. They have an audible horn on their, on their scoreboard. Horn goes off, and he kind of panics a little bit. Um, I, I think the coaches are, you know, he runs right towards his sideline. Um, and I think his coaches are saying, hey, man, get down, hit the, hit the deck. And um, I think when the coaches started to yell at him, he, he panicked some more and ran straight back. Um, he ran so far back, he ran into his own end zone, slid about five yards into his end zone, safety, visiting team wins, snatches defeat from the jaws of victory, and the visitors win 27-26 with two seconds left. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that is – you don't get much crazier than that, that's for sure. Holy cow. Very, very unique play. As a matter of fact, the coach actually called me yesterday. Um, the, the losing coach, he called, he needed some paperwork. And I said, man, have you ever seen anything like that? He's like, man, unbelievable. You know, I feel really bad for the kid, you know, the, the quarterback, he was, he was a really good player and, uh, he just, you know, had a brain fart. Yeah. And it it happens. And, and, and I, I keep telling people that's why I enjoy watching college football over, over pro football is you've still got 18, 19 year olds making major decisions and, and that leads to some funky things at times. It sure does. It sure does. We saw it firsthand. So, for for sure, for sure. Well, well, great, great. That, um, that that's a great story. Thanks for that. Uh, so, uh, Jake, I, I I think we we found I, I found you based on uh, based on your your Twitter um, the Twitter account that that you contribute to. Correct? Yeah. I don't think. Uh, do you run it or or is it a or is it just something you contribute? To? I just contribute to it. Um, I, I only, I think, only one other person has the credentials anyway. So it's mainly my, it's mainly my doing. Um, it's not, uh, you know, it's not like anybody from the South Carolina Football Officials Association asked me to do it. Uh, I just thought it was a really good way to try and reach out to some younger individuals that maybe weren't involved in officiating. And uh, I send out some, you know, some, you know, weird plays uh, like the play that I just mentioned. I'll, I'll, I'll post um, at some point when I get the when I get the video, but, you know, just, you know, recruiting and football officiating related articles, you know, what's happening at the pro level, what's happening at the college level, how it trickles down and affects us uh, at the high school level. And I'm, I officiate college football too. So I I really do try to steer clear of, you know, certainly promoting uh, anything like that. But, you know, we see a lot of our trends um, that, that come to us at the high school level from, from upper level. So I just, you know, I, it's it's mainly informational and recruiting is is what my goal was to start that account. Sure, sure, and uh, similar to, to what I'm doing here with with the podcast, informational, trying trying to give give newer officials a, a, a different form of media um, to to consume when they're when they're starting their officiating journey. So, um, so great. Have you seen any impact from from um, from the Twitter? Okay. You know, it's hard to say. Um, I think most of the most of the impact comes from interactions, especially when there's something unique or controversial that happens. And I feel like we as officials can have a voice instead of just getting bagged on the entire time, uh, or or just uh, you know otherwise denigrated by you know especially social media warriors uh, and you know the the keyboard uh, keyboard commandos that that can you know give sure. us a really hard time so you know if, if we can not you know not necessarily punch back but at least you know say look here's this is the ruling that you know this is the type you know this helmet to helmet contact is the exact type of play that we're trying to eliminate from high school football and i think the official made the right call in this particular situation so i, I think if we can do that um you know i think it's a great a great option for us 
Sure. Sure. And, and uh, I, I know I've found various Twitter uh, accounts from, from various official associations uh, along this journey. So uh, it, lots of people out there doing it, trying to, trying to spread the word about their association, trying to use it for communication within their association um, and, and trying to promote as well. Um, another social media avenue I've, I've taken to real recently is there are a couple of Facebook groups that are just for football officials. Um, and, and I've, I've really been digging into those and those are great places to go for, um, you know, play review, um, play questions, ruling questions, things like that. And as with, as with anything with what we do, you get a bunch of different yeah, opinions. That's funny you mentioned that. Um, yeah. I, I was just looking at a play this yeah. morning and I sent it to a couple of buddies and I, uh, I, I didn't, I try not to look at the answers because it, like you said, it can be such, such a mixed bag. Um, but I was looking, it was, a, right. it was actually a college play, but I, I was, I was sending it to some high school guys cause the, the results would have been the same, but, um, you know, it, there must've been 79 comments on the one play and like two of them were right. And a lot, a lot of people just, right. but, uh, it, it, you know, at least for crazy plays and, you know, unique things that you, you know, you want to kind of work through or use as part of your pregame. And uh, Don, I'm not sure if you're a referee, but I am. Um, so, you know, I love to have like a four or five question quiz in my high school pregame just to get us thinking about football, you know, just to kind of shift gears yeah. from, you know, our, our, our nine to five. And then, you know, when we get to our game at, at six o'clock, let's, you know, let's really focus and immerse ourselves in football. And, and I, I, I've had, I, I'm not a referee yet. Uh, this is only my fourth year in, um, but it, it's, I've had some referees that do that and I've had some referees that don't. I, I know there are, I've heard, um, I'll be nice and I'll say objections mm-hmm. from non-referees for those that actually will do the quizzes during the pregame. I like it personally um, because I, I do think it, um, it does get your mind going. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily pull out a, a super tricky nope. one yeah. that, that you, you know, is, is crazy, but one that, that, you know, emphasizes basic rules, basic thinking through things. Um, we had one, um, uh, the, this, this past week, uh, the, the referee, um, went over one, a play he had had a couple weeks ago. Um, where we've got a, a scrimmage kick, a punt. Um, during the, the punt, we've got holding by K. Um, and then after the after the, the punt is received, we've got a block in the back by R and a holding on R. Um, and so the question was, how does that enforce? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what what he came back to us with was in order for R to receive the ball, they have to decline that K penalty because R received it with clean hands. So they can decline the K penalty and then it gets enforced from, um, from whichever. Yeah. They'd have to choose at that point. uh, What was most, and and really we don't give them a choice, right? Really we would choose what's most beneficial and say, here's Mm -hmm. your option. Your option is to take this, or your option is to take the foul on K and get the have another kick. So it 
it's one of those situations where you got fouls on both teams, but they don't offset because they're two different phases of mm-hmm. the play. Uh, so that was a good one because it really made you think about the different phases of the play. So um, I was I was real happy to go over that. I I, th- I flubbed it when he asked, um, but I I can accept that I've I've got to <laughs> that there are things that I've got to get better at, and and that was when I was like, okay, now I understand. It was a, it was a different phases of the play. Right, and 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 you know, from a pregame perspective, I'd much rather you flub it at six thirty than at seven forty five. You know what I mean? So. You know, For so sure. we want to, that's what we want to talk about. We want to get everybody on the same page and, you know, you know, what are the odds it's going to happen? Who knows? But at least we've talked about it and, you know, now you're, you're locked in. And, and it was even better because it was a example from a couple weeks ago. So it's not like a crazy one. It's, it's just one right. he had seen um, just within the past couple of weeks. So it was, it was a good example of one. Um, so it, Let's talk a little bit about about how South Carolina is organized. Do you have associations throughout the state, or is it one state association? It is a little unique in that uh, we do have one statewide association, and we've got uh, 13 subgroups called districts. Um, Each district has a director. Um, In basketball, I happen to be a a director, but in football, I'm just a a regular member of uh, the District 11, uh, which is the, the Myrtle Beach area. So um, we've got, uh, like I said, 13 districts. Each, uh, each district has its own um, leadership. And the varsity games in our state are assigned by one person who manages an arbiter account for the entire state of South Carolina. Um, then, yeah, no, so sub varsity games are all handled through the local district. So, uh, it's a very unique setup. Um, the local director does not have any feedback or um, I don't want to say any feedback, has very little feedback as to how varsity games are assigned because we've got a rating score. Uh, and a rating score is a 100-point scale that takes into account things like experience, uh, a peer evaluation that you do after ev- each and every varsity assignment. Um, it takes into account your previous year's test score. It takes into account cooperation with your, with your local district and, and your director and your assigner. Um, it takes into account going to meetings and uh, going to rules clinics. And uh, I want to say that's about it. So it's a, it's a very, uh, it's not complicated. It's just uh, kind of wide, wide ranging as to, as to what, uh, what the components are. So the bulk of the score comes down to your quiz, or excuse me, your, your exam. So 40, 40% sure. of that 100-question test, uh, it's a paper test that we all take together on a Saturday in July before the season. Um, it's a 40% of that 100-point rating score. So each question is worth four-tenths of a point uh, of, that is, of that rating score. Sure. Unfortunately, what that does is it puts... Uh, a lot of emphasis on the exam and not so much emphasis on can you actually referee football. Right. Right. And, and book knowledge and game management are, are two different things. People can have both. Um, but it's also possible people only have that book knowledge and not able to, to manage it during a game. That is correct. Um, so, so, so with, um, with each, each of the five positions, uh, we use five-person crews on, on regular season games in South Carolina. Sure. Uh, you're ranked one through 
you know, there might be 90 official, 90 referees in the state. There might be 120 line judges uh, or what have you. So everybody is ranked um, and rated based on that, uh, that 100 point score. And in the order in which that rating score goes is how you're assigned to those varsity games, which is why one person in Columbia is able to uh, kind of push a button in Arbiter and auto assign every single varsity game at once. Does it, does it keep you within your district or does it send you throughout the state? No, you, so you don't stay in your district necessarily. You, um, you have limits uh, that, you know, Arbiter, uh, you, can, you can place on yourself in Arbiter. Uh, mine is, I, I go up to 75 miles away. Uh, but that, that crazy play that I was telling you about earlier, I actually went like 96 miles or something just because um, they needed some help uh, covering that game. So uh, it's not a hard and fast rule, but typically Arbiter will, you know, Arbiter, you know, it's a, you know, some kind of algorithm, you know, the formula, it'll, it'll keep you to within your, your travel limit. So I might not necessarily be working with guys in my district. Uh, I might have a, a, you know, a cross district crew uh, and I might not necessarily be working schools that are in my district either. It's, it's pretty common that both of those things are not necessarily the case. Do the, do the districts match up with the uh, districts that the, the schools participate in, or are they different? No, it's it's geographic. So um, District 11 is, is three counties, uh, Horry, Georgetown, and Williamsburg County, which is kind of the northeast corner of, of South Carolina. Uh, right right below us, just south of us, is, is District 8, which is um, you know, mainly Charleston and, and suburbs of Charleston. So it just, it just depends, uh, but it's all based on county lines. Oh, very interesting. Okay, so so here in Florida, we um, we assign by association. Um, the association handles the assigning, um, and the schools choose which association they want to work with. Okay. Um, so so uh, usually it's county by county, but sometimes it it varies um, to where some schools in the county will go with one association or another. Um, that's the way I've seen it work. Again, I'm. This is from the outside looking in <laughs> as opposed to being one of the ones that sets all this up. But um, and then when we get to the playoffs, then uh, they pull uh, other associations in so that you don't have officials from one of the two teams on that game. Right. Um, the only time we'll do our own teams is if it's between two teams within our association. And okay. then we'll, we'll do that game. Um and those associations are irrespective of classifications or regions that the Florida high Correct. school group. Okay. Correct. Yeah. It's it, it mostly by County, but not always. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we do it by County. We, we do it by some, some County. So we've got Seminole and orange, which is right there in the Orlando area. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a little bit of Lake, a little bit of Volusia, a little bit of, uh, I'm sorry, orange, Seminole, Osceola. I forgot Osceola. Um, and then we, we have had in the past other, I, I know I went and worked a different associations game, but that was because they asked us to, to help them fill out their schedule because they had more games than they had officials mm-hmm. um, for that particular week. So they asked us to pitch in and, and we gladly did. So, so interesting. And, and that's, that's why I, I, I want to try and get outside the state of Florida with, with who I talked to so that we can hear how the, uh, the different states work. Yeah, and if you um, haven't already, you really try the try the Northeast because it's it's wild, uh, it's wild up there. <laughs> Guys are soliciting their own games, and their you know their crews are soliciting through ads their own games. It's it's pretty nuts. That 
that that's I, I've heard rumors of that, and that's what I want to. I, I really want to dig into and find. I, I I know, and and it's you you said it yourself. You said you're not even assigned um, members within your district, so you don't have crews. And I know there are states that work crews as well. Um, right. So the same crew every year, and you have to work your way onto a crew. Mm-hmm. Um, so that. Very, very interesting to hear how, how different states do it. Um, so uh, South Carolina, do you all just, uh, are you all standard NFHS um, rule book? Any, anything um, different, that, that any special state rules that you all follow? No, no separate state rules. Um, our mechanics, uh, we do not use Federation mechanics. We use uh, our own homegrown mechanics manual uh, for four, five, and seven. Um, it is fairly similar to Federation, but there's um, over the years there's been a lot of different type adoptions. Um, but overall, it's 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 pretty close to NFHS from what I understand. Now, um, I officiated in Georgia prior to moving to South Carolina, but um, I did not work a varsity game, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know that uh, how different the mechanics are because I've only been exposed to these high school mechanics. Sure. Okay. All right. Very, very, very cool. Uh, I, I, like I said, that again, different states, I believe Texas uses the college. Mm-hmm. I just um, saw they're getting rid of it too. They're going to, they're going to go to Federation. Are they really interesting? Okay. I wonder why, why that choice was made. I wonder if that's a, I think it was, I think it was a legal, legal and liability issue. I think uh, Okay. So I'll, uh, I'll try to find a, try to find that article. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, very cool. Um, so the, I think, uh, one of the other things that, that sometimes is different, um, depending on what, what state, state rules you follow is the, the overtime procedure. Um, we, we follow the Federation procedure, which is place the ball at the 10 team gets four, four downs to score. Um, is that the same up in South Carolina? It is. We do it the exact same way. Okay. All right. Very good. I, 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 I read about the ones that did it. I, there's a, there's a name for it. It's the one where you place it at the 50 and you get four downs and whoever ends up on the right side of the 50 wins. Oh, wow. I've never heard that. It, that. That's an old, old time one. And I forget the name of it. There's a name for it. I'll have to see if I can find it. Um, but yeah, you get four downs, you move it as far as you can. And then the other team gets four downs and they cross the 50, they win. They don't cross the 50, you win. So, wow. um, Certainly, at, at that point, that's one of those where you're not going to have multiple overtimes if you do it that way. That's right. Much end up right at the fifty, which I would expect mechanics-wise, you try not to. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, so Jake, uh, uh, how how active are you in in the recruiting of new officials? Is it just uh, as you see uh, uh, working with the rec? Uh, the rec program at Coastal Carolina, I, I, you have exposure to people in the program there. Um, do you help direct them towards uh, high school officiating or um, uh, or not, I guess is the best way to put it. Right. So, uh, of course, um, you know, having this is the only university um, in our area. Uh, we've got a couple uh, technical colleges and community colleges, but, um, you know, I've got a pretty distinct advantage in being able to recruit these guys, A, because they're already officiating. So I've got about 
somewhere between 50 and 75 student employees uh, that are that are intramural officials throughout the course of the year that work for me. So those guys and girls um, go into high school sports officiating with, you know, kind of a, a broader base. Uh, but at least they have that, uh, you know, and, and maybe they don't know tackle football, but they know flag football. So, you know, they know already how to blow the whistle. They understand positioning and mechanics. You know, they understand you have to be patient um, and they understand, you know, having to get in the book and, and study and, and kind of learn the rules. So from that perspective, they do have an advantage. But, um, I, you know, we see these articles uh, seemingly weekly now about how hard it is to recruit new officials. And um, we have that problem as well uh, in South Carolina. We've done quite a bit uh, to help recruit. We've done some, some news articles with, uh, with TV stations. Uh, we've done uh, advertisements at state championships. We've done uh, TV commercials. We've done, uh, you know, obviously the, the social media. Uh, but obviously, um, well, maybe it's not obvious uh, for you, but for, for us, it just seems like the, the best way to recruit is word of mouth. And if, you know, if just half of our football officials, you know, brought a buddy out to, to a meeting, uh, you know, we would be in a in a wonderful situation for the future, uh, but it just doesn't happen. For sure. So I think one of the one of the important things that I do with you know the Twitter at SCFBrefs is is to try and reach out to you know people that are on Twitter. And you know, I'm 39, and you know, I'm feel like I'm one of the older people on Twitter. So um, you know, we've got a you know a, a large group and a large demographic that we're trying to reach. You know, those you know, 18 to 35 year olds, you know, is a, is a great opportunity for us with, with Twitter and, and some other social media. We, uh, uh, I created an Instagram account too, that, that kind of matches uh, what we do with Twitter, uh, just to try and, you know, p- kind of reach those young people where they're at and, you know, social media is, is where they're at. Uh, but we've got to do a better job of the why. Um, it feels like a lot of young people, uh, myself included, need to understand the why, you know, why do I want to get into it? And, you know, is it, is it the money? Uh, yeah, I think it is for, for a lot of people. Is it, um, you know, I, I find that I've stayed in it though, because of the camaraderie. Um, you know, some of my, some of my best friends in, in my life are, are officials, you know? So I, you know, I spend a lot of my, you know, it's, for me, it's a, it's a competitive outlet, uh, you know, especially as you try to progress up the, up the, up the ladder and get state championships or work at the college level or, or whatever the, the case may be. But, you know, so there's that competition, there's the social, uh, there's the, there's the physical, uh, you know, how, how challenging it is. So we've got to kind of, uh, and, and like I said, the, the camaraderie. So we've got to kind of ball all those things up and say, Hey, you know, if we could just get you in the door, um, you've got all these, all these great, skills and, uh, you know, soft skills that you can learn and, um, things that you can do with your time to, to really become, um, you know, a benefit to your community and, you know, you know to your family and, um, you know, earn a little bit of extra money and, and so forth. Right. Right. No, it, that, that, that's, that's, that's a great commercial. Uh, I think we're going to, we're going <laughs> to yeah. cut that out and just put it on the radio. <laughs> I, I, I do think it's all those things. I, I find, I find that the challenge of it to, to be, to be particularly good going out there, having to make split second decisions, um, uh, the, the, the physical challenge, the, the, uh, the exercise benefit. I won't, I won't, I won't discount that getting out there every, every Friday night and, and running for two and a half hours. And when, when I get some freshman JV games, we, uh, get out there on Thursday night. 
Um, so one, one question, since I brought up freshman JV, um, how do you all, uh, you, you have sub varsity up there in South Carolina we do. Mm-hmm. as well? Yeah. So that's what I was saying. We, okay. we book that, uh, we assign that locally through the, right. through the you district. Both, you did say that. That's correct. Okay. All right. Very good. And are those are those Thursday night games or are those throughout? They are throughout the week, the week. Uh, not Mondays, but uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, so that actually helps us out quite a bit uh, with with numbers. Uh, you know, the more that they'll spread out their sure. their JV and middle school games, the the better it is for us because it seems like there's, you know, a a good amount of football officials that want to work every night of the week if given the opportunity. But you know, as we age, uh, I think uh, you know some of our guys in the late fifties and sixties and Hell, we've got guys in our seventies. Uh, they're not necessarily willing sure. to um, to referee, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, and then and then be ready uh, for a varsity game on Friday and, and be able to give you know the effort requisite uh, for each of those three nights. So um, right. it it really does help us out to to spread the mustard a little bit. Uh, but typically, middle middle school is Wednesday. Uh, typically, JV is Thursday. Uh, and, and typically Friday is, is reserved for varsity. We don't have any Saturday um, around our area, but I know they do in other areas of our state where uh, the either uh, like especially urban urban centers uh, like Charleston, a couple schools will share a stadium. In Florence, three schools share a stadium. In Columbia, uh, that happens quite a bit too, as well in the upper state, Greenville and Spartanburg, sure. where you know, you've got school districts are consolidating their, their money. And, you know, so there might be a Friday game at seven and then also a Saturday game at seven or something like that. Right. Yeah. And we, we've uh, got something similar. It depends on the County. Um, it depends on the count, how the County decides to spend the money. Um, certainly uh, um, County to the North of us, Volusia does that as well. Well, they'll, they'll share stadiums. Um, so that I'm sure makes for scheduling. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but very good. Well, well, Jake, I, I again, I appreciate you joining. Um, I'm really happy to, to get some some insight into to football outside the state of Florida and, and see how it works within within other areas. So I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for having me, Don. I really appreciate it. Yep. And have a great season um, and, and stay safe. Yeah, you do the same. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Friday Night Stripes. Show notes and links to all of the episodes can be found on our website at FridayNightStripes.com. Reviews on Google Podcasts or Apple iTunes are always appreciated as they will help us reach more officials. We are always looking to talk to officials everywhere, so if you want to be a guest, please email hello at FridayNightStripes.com. If you have comments, ideas, or want to correct a mistake we made, you can email us at hello at FridayNightStripes.com. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Facebook group, Friday Night Stripes, or following us on Twitter at Friday Night Stripes. Show music is Fight em Down by Flash Fluority, licensed by PremiumBeat.com. We'll see you on the next episode.